0: It's the Dave Juskow 300th episode All-Star Spectacular, with special guests Elliot Gould, Larry Linville, Charo, Rich Little as W.C. Fields, William Frawley's grandson, Ricky Schroeder, Stuart Pankin, Eddie Rochester Anderson, Yahoo Sirius, and special musical performances by Bette Midler and Duo Lipa. And now, the man of the hour.
1: David Juskow. Hello, everybody. It's me, Dave Juskow, the Nightfly, the three hundred podcast episode. If you can believe it. And of course, it should have been a big spectacular thing, but it is the year 2020 and things are just done a little different, even if it's a big milestone for you. But we got a lot of show for you today. and It's going to be a good time. So stay tuned. It's the Nightfly 300, everybody. So, yes, here we are, 300 podcasts in. Can you believe it? You know, I've been trying to figure out what other people may have gotten to 300. I mean, I don't know many. I mean, I know Gilbert Gottfried has because I was at the party, the last party you could ever have uh, before all this happened. Uh, He had that 300th party, his 60th birthday, his wife's 50th birthday. I mean, it was a really great celebration and the last celebration anyone ever saw before the world fell apart. Uh, So he definitely had 300. And otherwise, I really don't know that many people. I mean, maybe Mark Maron did or somebody or Joe Rogan. Those are the big ones. Uh, None of my friends I know have had one. I mean, I think a lot of my friends were like, wait, you had 300. I didn't even know you had a podcast. But I do, and you guys like it, and we're on Patreon now, so, uh, you know, hey, that's, three, that's 299 free episodes of podcasting. I've been giving you quality content. I'm doing my Mussolini. and I'm, uh, This is a video and audio podcast because it is our once-a-month thing that we bring to you. So, the 300th. I didn't even have, I didn't have anything written down because it's got to be like kind of a standalone podcast. The only thing that's bad about it is that it takes place during COVID. So, of course, we're going to be talking about that. Um, it would be better to just have the 300th where you kind of tune in years from now and you're like, oh, 300, you know, oh, it's just a, a fun show. But uh, no. So, uh yeah, it's uh, it, you know, it is what it is. Obviously, I would have preferred to have a big show at the Comedy Cellar, and and certainly the 300 creeped up upon us. You know, when was the 250th? Last November, I think. Right? It's been a year. Makes sense. Fifty episodes, one year. You usually take two weeks off. Makes perfect sense so yeah a year ago we had 250 we had sarah Silverman, we had 250 251 and uh it just kind of crept up but you know it's like yeah i told you i was going to take a week off but i didn't because um i don't know i was just like what am i gonna do how spectacular can you make something and uh i, I have more of a plan uh, but uh, I'll tell you about it later. But we do have a great show for you. I mean, a, a show that is worthy of uh, 300. Just friends and uh, family, you might say, that uh, are going to come on and, and say hello. We'll spend some time together. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm not making a big deal about it. I guess I don't care as much as I thought I would, and I think that's the issue. You're like, oh, what am I going to do for the 300? Because the fact of the matter is I like to make every podcast just as good as the next one, so... You know why should the 300th be special? But of course, it is 300. That's a kind of a big deal. It's you already had Sarah Silverman on your 250th. I don't really know that many other important people. So uh, tonight we're going to just have our special guests. Will be Jeff Ross, and we'll say hello to him for a couple of minutes, and then we have David Tell and Gilbert Gottfried, and we will say hello to them for a few minutes. And then uh, my apology tour begins to wrap up the year 2020, at least for me, not for the coronavirus, but um, I will have Dave Curry and Donna Neal and Memo on uh, as I make my apology to them after behaving badly on their podcast. So there's that this week. So it's a, it's an apology tour. It is, uh, you know, it is just a thing we're doing. I know he said, we, you know, I mean, uh, I said last week, I'd be, well, it'd be great to have clips from previous podcasts, but, um, who wants to go through all that? I mean, again, if I had an intern, if I had a production company, probably put that together. So let's maybe the 400th, uh, <laughs> but for now, it is what it is. And, uh, we're just going to do what we do. And again, I told you, I didn't even have everything prepared. I'm cold. I just came back in. I uh, traveled to Hoboken today by bike and ferry. So I'm freezing. And that's why I'm all uh, a little chilly. But I'm like, no, let's just start the podcast. Again, usually I have prepared material. But I was like, I didn't want to tell you what I was doing last week because I don't know. It just seemed like it should be a standalone. But I probably should tell you. I mean, I just I don't know. It was just a normal week. I wasn't celebrating the 300th in any particular way. I went out on Wednesday as usual, although I got really drunk. Let's just say celebrating the 300th. I haven't had, I haven't drank like to get drunk since March. You know, I've had drinks. I don't drink at my house alone. So when I go out, I drink. Uh, you know, I drink at the bar, just a couple of drinks. But this time we, uh, I had like more beer because we went out for dinner. I went with Liz, the seller. And then we had, they just gave us free tequila shots. And that's just always trouble. And then I walked home from there to try and walk it off, but it wasn't working. I just was drunk and had, you know, a tough night that night. And then my cleaning lady came the next day, because this is what you want to hear on the 300th. Um, and my, my mother had already made plans. I usually go see her so I can give the cleaning lady some room. Uh, but fortunately, I found my friend Alina, uh, who was the nurse that we've had on the show before, uh, very important nurse, uh, you know, working at the, at the at, what, do you, what, what do you call them? What are they called? The front uh, the front line folk, whatever. Anyway, she's terrific. And she was around and I got to go to a diner in Manhattan, a good diner, a nice clean diner. And it was a good time. God, I get so happy when I go to diners. My mother's always like, God, you you love it here when we go on Thursdays. I've shown you the pictures on the uh, YouTube show. And uh, yeah, it's just really funny. I I just, diners just make me really happy. I mean, Manhattan, it's tough because they're so pricey and they just shouldn't be pricey, but boy, it's great. I got like a Western omelette. I got some corned beef hash on the side. It was delicious. (laughs) That was good. And then I walked back in the park. I walked back through the park. It was a nice day. And like today, I took the bike and I was listening to Vince Giraldi. You know, it's Christmas time. So I was listening to Vince Giraldi who does the Peanuts music and walking Uh, through Hoboken. It was beautiful with the backdrop of New York City. I tried to capture it, but it wasn't even a chance. But just listening to that smooth jazz holiday kind of music, the great Vince Giraldi, as I usually play on the podcast during this time of the year, and walking through Hoboken with the skyline in the background of New York City was really terrific. And then listening it on the way, uh, the the bike back with all the Christmas. It certainly doesn't seem like New York is closed down in any way. There was plenty of Christmas merriment going on. I was by Fifth Avenue. I was by Rockefeller Center. It's just the way I get home. There seemed to be a lot of people hanging around and having merriment, which, thank God, I guess, um, I guess they were all wearing masks. I didn't really notice this time. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't trying to judge anybody. I just noticed there were a lot of people around. Plus, I think I need glasses, or I just shouldn't be driving in the dark. That's how now I am an old man. I should not be driving or riding a bicycle at nighttime or I need some sort of special glasses, something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, um, why don't we uh, take our first guest today and say hello to uh, Jeffrey Ross and see what he's doing today. And then we'll uh, we'll come back. So why don't we take a little break? After these messages, we'll be right back with the 300th podcast. Let's say hello to Jeff Ross.
0: The Nightfly with Dave Jaskow.
2: I already know your name. What I want to know now is if you caught them duke
3: boys here. That's no, for me to know and you to find out. need a lot more firepower. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usually. Was that over the top? I can never tell. <laughs>
4: the state will self destruct in five seconds. The Night
1: Fly. This is my 300th podcast. Wow. Yeah, so thank you for coming on today, Jeff Ross. You look good. <laughs> Thank you, so do you. I like that color. This is Buddy Hackett's shirt. It is? Yeah, that's cool.
4: What I does it say what, on it? what does said. it say on it? It says
1: God it looks so amazing at your house. Is it Canyon bright Country Club. Wait, what does it say? Canyon Country Club. It just looks so bright and sunny at your house. It just looks so nice because <laughs> it's it's light outside, right? it's beautiful out out here it just looks absolutely beautiful Jeff is in LA and it looks amazing out there yeah I'm very jealous of that but it still gets dark there at like 5 o'clock right of course I know I always think we're on a different planet
4: I'm eating some fried chicken from Ralph's oh (laughs) can I see it
1: I can't see oh yeah that doesn't look as delicious as I want it to well I'm almost done Oh, all right. Yeah, I wanted it to look like Kentucky Fried Chicken. So 300th
4: podcast. With- 300th
1: podcast no one has ever heard before. And, uh, yeah, I'm like, I had to do something, right? So I really appreciate you coming on and saying hello. You got to do something special, right? Eh.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course. I
4: love your uh-huh. podcast.
1: If I had a... Um, If I had, like, a producer or an intern or something, I'd have them go through all the old stuff and play clips, you know, like an old Johnny Carson anniversary show. But who has time for that? They'd also text me
4: and go, can you stop eating?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry. It's all right. Listen, I know you have limited time. You have something going on after this. I just wanted to have you on for five to ten minutes just to – I
4: have to do my podcast after this.
1: Oh, is that what you're doing after? Yeah. Who are you having on today?
4: Um, Today, I'm just going to riff with my uh, cousin, Edward. We're going to do animal stories. We take live uh, stories uh, on the Stereo app.
1: Oh, that's nice.
4: Download Stereo. I want you to do it with me sometime. It's really fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got to download the app when you told me. I Make uh, make an avatar and you can do anything you want. It's really fun. That sounds like fun. I'm on this uh, Harry Potter games and puzzles thing, and I have my avatar looks like Professor Snape. Now that I have longer hair, it's very exciting for me.
4: Um, so, are we talking about your podcast or when uh, the Clash broke
1: up? Your band, Mick Jones. <laughs> People always used to think I looked exactly like Mick Jones. It's a, that and Eric Bogosian I used to get a lot. No, um, back uh, in the if day. If anything,
4: it's uh, I mean, obviously uh, Rick Kasik.
1: Well, no, that's only because of the thing. But the Mick Jones, I would get a lot. Yeah, I would get a lot. I love Mick Jones. Yeah, I was just thinking. I was talking about that band about. A couple months ago, I think, because, like, what? I mean, he's still alive. And then they had Big Audio Dynamite and Big Audio Dynamite Two. Like, where is that? Like, how come you never hear about the Clash getting back together? Well, there's no lead singer. Oh, so Mick Jones wasn't the lead singer? No, he was him. And he
4: sang a lot, lot of songs. But Joe Strummer was the lead singer and co
1: songwriter. And he's
4: dead. He's dead. dead.
1: when did he he die? He died probably he died a long time ago. A long time ago, so that's why they didn't bother getting the band back. It just seems like that would be a cash cow of getting that, you know, just doing a couple of live gigs together, right? It is interesting. So who would that's
4: a good question. Who could replace Joe Strummer?
1: Um, John Mayer? Your hmm. pal? He seems to replace uh people in bands and people seem to be really okay with it. In legendary bands. So why not? I mean this guy your pal. Yeah, but the fact of the matter that the dead people, because at first remember they were up in arms, it was just I mean, it really is just like kind of like that thing you you've seen in movies like on about Ringo and they yeah. replace Pete Best. And then he just starts doing the drums and people are like, hey, all right, all right. Yeah, he proved himself and that's exactly you know what happened to Johnny. I mean, they were they were up in arms like you can not what this guy the body's of wonderland guy and now they worship him as much as you know, not as much but just they they've welcomed him in the band right. so why can't this guy i mean he's obviously uh, respectful he can play all different kinds of uh of music he could probably fill in for Joe Strummer too you figure i don't know i think he's like a chameleon kind of guy you um maybe you're right but right, uh, i feel like you right. want
4: for a punk rock band, I think you want somebody like more punk rock.
1: Yeah, I suppose so, but I can't think of anybody. Nobody comes to mind. It would have to be somebody like
4: probably lesser known. I guess the guys from
1: Green Day could do it or something. Oh, like yeah, Billy uh, Billy, what's Billy? Joe Armstrong. Yeah. Well, he'd be terrific. Oh, that would be perfect.
4: Would but he, be he doesn't cool.
1: need to. That's a thing, you know. Like, I mean, it would be not a
4: great good. look for him since... Since the Green Day is already ripping
1: off the Clash. I suppose in a way. I mean so, I'm sure they were inspired. Joke. I love Green Day. is one of my favorite bands, and they're definitely inspired by the Clash for sure. sure. But it's sure. amazing how much they have staying power and how good they are and how good their music still is. Billy Joe Armstrong's the co however the play itself, yeah, uh, American Idol was awful.
4: Oh, I never saw
1: it. Well, You know, it's just a bunch of. This is going to sound as horrible as it sounds. It's a bunch of gay guys singing Green Day songs, and it was not working for me. Uh I mean, it's just not. It doesn't have the band's grit. It's a Broadway show, you know. I mean, it's. Was it about Green Day? What was it about? It no, it was about a mythical singer who had a heroin addiction. You know, they made up a, a story, but then it's so funny. Sting also did a Broadway musical called The Last Ship. And both of these examples of the musicals that they put all their all into letting their music and, and doing stuff were failing. And so both of them, Sting and Billy Armstrong, had to take over the lead roles to support the play, which is really nice. But it's funny that when you think about it, that's what everybody wanted. Uh, you know, and I was so upset I didn't see it with Sting. You know, I saw it with this other guy. And I, but but the, that play was horrible, The Last Ship. Um, and and then when, when they started playing a couple of his songs that you know like All This Time which is one of my favorite songs they have another guy singing it and you're just like I want Sting so I think that's what happened with American Idiot too it's just when those uh, songs are in your head already like that right um, that happens with Broadway revivals as well sometimes I mean I you know, miss
4: I miss going to shows so much
1: I do too you know I had David Yazbek on the show you're going to be on on Tuesday um about two weeks ago And you know I saw the last thing He did was Tootsie And I saw that Thank goodness And that was pretty I think that was the last play I saw before everything Closed down mm. It was last November And then I didn't Or did I Yeah that was it Because I saw Beetlejuice In May Yeah I kind of Missed that too And there was a lot Of good stuff coming I, You know I like seeing uh, I like seeing all the Movies they make Into musicals Even the bad ones Like uh, Pretty Woman and stuff like that. I like seeing how they come out They're always bad
4: They're all, Yeah, I mean it's, That's a tough thing, making up in a Broadway show
1: Well, they were planning on The Devil Wears Prada, which I was all into uh, They had Back to the Future was coming, the musical I mean, these are my favorite Things to do, to see how they come out uh, Amy Heckerling was kind enough to invite me to Clueless The musical Wow, Which wasn't great I'm having her on the podcast like next week, but I, I just she 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 did something odd. You gonna tell her that? No, absolutely not. But I will. It's it just not that. It was I'd like to know why she was using songs from the '90s. There wasn't original songs in it. That's the only issue I had. Oh. I, I I just want to know why. So I'm interested to find out what she. Oh, said. Well, that's
4: where the money is. You know, it's like built that in... that it wasn't
1: working. Oh, you know, again. The ones that have, we already know, we have these songs in our head, and you're going to do a, you know, a would a, a Pearl Jam song, and it's not any better. It, it comes out awkward. Does that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. So what are you doing today? i you're doing uh, a podcast. Yeah, I'm going to do my
4: podcast, and uh, I just took the dogs to the dog park. Oh yeah, how are you, wait? Both different. you
1: have two dogs.
4: I have two dogs. There's Nipsey. She just got a, a bath. But when Nat did you get water. Nipsey? Nana's hiding in the corner. Right. I got Nipsey now. in September.
1: And that's your dog. They're both my yeah. dogs. Yeah. Nipsey, I didn't. I don't remember you getting Nipsey. September. You puppy. love those kind of dogs, those German Shepherd, Labrador. Labrador. I don't.
4: I don't even care about. The, Why do you keep getting the same kind of dog? Because they're rescues, and the vet said this is a good dog. You should take it. So I took it.
1: Now, who's Nipsey named after? I'm joking, of course. Uh, but uh, and it is a German Shepherd. I just yeah. saw a little glimpse of it over there if you're yeah, watching it. if you're watching on video you can
4: see it. Let me take another look. She's a red headed German shepherd there, you can see her. Oh she's a cute Nipsey. Nipsey Nipsey. There she is. Yeah.
1: yeah. I never liked German Shepherds growing up because there was a horrible one in our neighborhood that would just bark and bark and bark because they left the chained up all day. And now I like them a lot.
4: Yeah, they're great dogs. Very I think they
1: have to be trained yeah. properly and that's the whole key.
4: That's what I haven't done yet. I've got her to do like three tricks so far. I taught her how to uh, run around frantically. <laughs> I, I trained her. Uh, she stopped shitting in the living room, and now I trained her to just shit in the kitchen. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's some good training. And she sheds
1: on command. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Boy, you're good. You should uh, put out your services uh, you know, for, for cash.
4: I'm training her to uh, bark at detainees at Guantanamo <laughs> And uh, it's great to see the cellar behind you. I, who would have thought it, the only thing left open would be the ATM machine?
1: <laughs> you know, what's weird. Atel and I were down there last week, and uh, the first time ever we said, let's go to Mamoon's. I've never been there. I know you like it there. Can never. you believe it? Yeah, I've never gone in for a falafel. And we just said the other day, we're going to go in. They were closed. They're never closed. But everything's closing down early. So, But that place usually stays open at least an hour or two later, they were closed. We couldn't believe it. You get in trouble, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's just so funny because that place never closed. After the sellers is long closed, Mahmoud's is still open. I feel like they're open 24 hours. So it's just so weird to finally go in. We finally want to have a falafel.
4: So what have you been doing to to
1: get through the pandemic are you gonna
4: get a
1: cat no not yet i know it's just because i don't know how my life i mean i really want one really badly and i found this one called midnight that looked adorable and i wanted to get her but i'm a little worried about money um and i know it's not that much money to have a cat but i'm a little worried about vet bills and things like that for starters and buying all the stuff you got to buy and and just making sure you know i can barely feed myself so uh Being responsible for another, you know, pet, I'm I'm just not sure where my life is yet. I maybe it's an excuse, but I I don't know. I really want that one.
4: I know you're such a good cat father. I just got
1: to see. I just got to find out how I'm going to make money, and then I probably would probably get one, especially this one that I really like. That's out of shelter in Jersey. What?
4: How much does a cat cost?
1: I don't know. I just don't have any extra money right now. I just got to be careful. I just got to, you know. I don't I don't know the comedy cellar just closed on Monday for good. Like I mean until this the pandemic is over. Right. So It
4: I seems mean, like your career's going better than ever.
1: Am I crazy? <laughs> it was uh you know with the gap again summer gigs and stuff but now it is definitely Uh
4: your, your name came up last night when I was on David Feldman's podcast and he, he says, "Why isn't Just Gal more more, more well known?" And I said well, that was up to him. I said, you have to realize he's doing well now because this is.
1: I was working at a regular job all those years. You're right? only
4: you're only a professional comedian a, a year or two. So. A year, yeah.
1: So. <laughs> and you're, you're professional in quotes, but with I feel the same way about Feldman. Quite frankly, that's the funny thing. Even though he was one of my heroes in the '90s, that's why I had you know him and Wendy Lebanon, and both of them were like you know really great comics back then. You know, sure I love you know, Wendy Lebanon. Yeah, she's great, and Feldman's amazing, and he's such a good writer. And I'm glad you reintroduced me. To, well, actually, I had never met him before, I, you know, since he was writing for you for the roast. And right. uh, so thank you for introducing me. I really like him a lot. And it was fun doing that thing yesterday. We had this other thing planned that we were going to do something from The Godfather 2, and then he wanted to do something from Godfather 1, I, which I wasn't I, – I I wanted to do the other th- – I wanted to do Senator Geary from Godfather 2 well, I'll do business with you, but I don't mind telling you. I don't care for you, and that goes for your whole fucking family. So It's (laughs) it's crazy
4: how blatantly racist they were in that movie. Yeah, those were were good times. You always knew they were going to get killed right away.
1: (laughs) Of course. Uh, Anyway, Jeff, I don't want to take up your time. I know you got another meeting and everything. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on today and just chatting for a little bit. It was really nice to see you and uh, These, i'll see you um, again
4: are not, are not, but i'm doing your podcast next week or
1: uh, the seller show uh on the on youtube on tuesday On today what this comes out on tuesday so yes this is
3: tuesday
1: it is live at 5 p.m your time congrats on
4: 300 episodes that's amazing
1: thank you so much i really appreciate it and um just thanks a lot thanks for your friendship over the years and everything that you've done for me and it's uh and I love being your friend.
4: Lots of love, Jessica. Right back at you.
1: Dave Jessica starring on The Nightfly. Prepare to be dazzled.
5: What year is this? What year do you think it is? The only thing we have to fear
1: is fear itself. Days
0: Right. okay people you have to tell me these things all right I've been frozen for 30 years okay throw me a freaking bone here
1: my children this is the most crucial and serious time of all history the night fly with Dave Jaskow. well you know that uh, people really respect your show when they're eating uh, when they come on the uh, podcast I don't know I don't care. I, I mean it's funny when Jeff does it for some reason. because <laughs> <laughs> you know but uh, yeah, you know, I, I, obviously I've been having trouble with, uh, you know, and I, whatever. I, not about Jeff, but somebody I, I, I don't want to get into. Uh, I don't want to get any trouble. I'm already uh, working on an apology with uh, uh, Dave and Donna, which I'll, I'll bring up in a second. But uh, yeah, I, let's just have happy times today. And uh, Jeff is so funny and his house looks just doesn't it look so if you're watching the video. It just looks so nice. It's sunny and pleasant out there. You know, again, I, I just don't know why we don't all live in L.A. It's again, I just was talking about how I was just cold and. It was kind of nice going around in Christmas time in New York City uh, with the lights and riding around twilight time. But I, I, there is something nice about it, but that lasts for two seconds. And like, as we all know, in normal times after January, Living in cold weather blows. Uh, cold weather, fall is great, and cold weather is lots of fun until about New Year's, and then it really blows. So we all probably should move to sunny L.A. I say this every year after January 1st, or uh, you know, we, even after the Super Bowl, really. But no, January 1st, should all be moving there. That, that the perfect lifestyle, as I've said multiple times, is doing uh, January 1st to June 1st on the West Coast. That is what you want to aspire to, I think. I mean, that's what old people do, I guess, but they go to Florida. But Florida kind of blows. I mean, it's nice, but it does rain. I mean, L.A., it's just perfect every day. Maybe San Diego. Whatever. Whatever. Um, I just want to say a couple things. I 300 episodes, and, you know, I love doing the podcast. Uh, I really also like doing the YouTube show, so I don't know whether I told you. I don't think I mentioned it last week, but the Comedy Cellar closed down, and they... St- yeah, no, I didn't. I found out on Monday. Uh, you know, I have my Tuesday show on YouTube, and the Comedy Cellar finally closed down for good. Until COVID's over. One would hope and i just found out and they said they're stopping all live streaming so liz was like the show's over it's canceled and i'm like what and the producer mike who's a great guy called me up and he said um you know i i, I don't mind even though i'm not getting paid i i don't mind finishing and i really enjoy doing it i said it's really nice of you you know what do you get paid and he told me what to get paid i'm like well let me pay you at least for the end of the year. I was going to give you a bonus anyway, so why don't I just pay you every week uh, just for the, it's the last, like, five episodes. I figure maybe I could do it. So, I mean, how funny is that, that now I have to, I'm going to pay <laughs> to do the show. It's supposed to be the opposite way around, I'll try to get sponsors, but whatever. I got to finish the format, you know? I mean, now, even though the football doesn't work, it's like, it's like when I started this show and it was a sports show, all those years back ago with that horrible kid, Jack Pessen, Somebody was asking, are you going to get back together? I'm like, no, that kid's a major tool. He really became a major tool. Like, he's not a nice guy. Divorced his wife. Really, really wanted to tell her, like, you don't want to be dating this guy. Now it's back together because he couldn't find anybody else. I mean, the guy's a tool. Yeah, I just said it. Oh, what did I just say? I said, to I don't want to have any ill will on the show. And I did it anyway. But I was just thinking about the first episode and how bad this guy was. Anyway. So, remember, it started out as a sports show. And then I didn't want to talk about sports anymore. And it just kind of phased that part out. And so now this started as a football show, but then it became like this other thing. And now the football doesn't really fit into the show. But I got to finish it out. I've got to finish what I started and make sure that we finish in the, the final weeks. So, I don't know if I told you who was coming up, uh, but... You know, uh, uh, Sam Morell is coming on. Uh, Just Curson, Scott Scott Ackerman. I don't know if you know him. He directed Between Two Ferns. Uh, David Wayne, the director of Wet Hot American Summer, and Paul Rudd. That's uh, th- these are people that are all coming on the YouTube Tuesday show. Well, that that would have been a good 300 episode of the podcast. But they're all coming on the Tuesday show now. Uh, I talked to Noam, the owner. And I said, I'd like to continue to do not the football show, but I'd like to do a talk show like every week, a comedy seller talk show. And he said, that would be great because it'll be helpful for us. And I said, all right, great. Because that's what I was assuming. Why wouldn't you want to have some form of online presence uh, when your club is closed? So that will be happening starting in January, I suppose, right away, maybe the second Tuesday in January. I guess I'll keep it on Tuesdays. Maybe I'll make it at 7 o'clock instead of 8, just in case things go back to normal. The comics may be able to work at 7 o'clock and have a 9 o'clock spot and probably just do a half hour because an hour of online uh, content is tough. So that is the plan. But uh, 300 episodes. I'm sorry, I just keep going back to it. Well, the thing is behind me. So, I can't stop looking at it. I just keep thinking, the hell have I been talking about all that time? Oh, we have had some really good guests, but it was like, not like I was just like, oh, we got to bring this guy back. I can't even remember. You know, the only person I really wanted to bring back was Adam Schlesinger, and I'd have to bring back him back from the dead. So, really, he'd be the only person I'd want to. I, I mean, I definitely would have had him on this show as a guest to be like, hey, 300, maybe you could play a song. God, I really think he's the one I liked having on the most. Uh, not to uh, impute on my... <laughs> I'm thinking of the line from Titanic. Uh, not to impute on your work, sir. Oh, no offense. Why do I know that line? Billy Zane says it to Leonardo DiCaprio. What the hell's the matter with me? Oh, come on. That's why you love the show. But, you know, oh, I uh, did put out a uh, a feeler to Robbie Rest. Uh, <laughs> To be on the show and uh, he didn't get back to me. I mean, that would have, well, pretty much if I had had Robbie Wrist on this show, I guess that would have been, this would have been the final show. We, there'd be no reason to continue the podcast. That would be the end. But I uh, do know for a fact that uh, I do have Amy Heckerling coming up and i guess it'll be our monthly podcast in january i was trying to decide whether to put it out this week but it is happening and that's a big news big announcement on the big 300th was i, I was thinking about making her the 300th which is the most obvious thing to do but then i was talking to memo and he was like no no the 300th is like a wrap up of your you know you're doing apologizing and you're having your friends you like having the most on the show and i think that's the 300th and again This should have been a show at the Comedy Cellar and a big extravaganza night with all my friends and the comics and having people on and having like a set and chairs. Even if it was done on a Saturday afternoon, I mean, I think that's how we. No, we did the 100th at Tommy Bahamas. We did the 200th at the Comedy Cellar. We did the 250th in Sarah's hotel room, which is hilarious. And the 300th, just at my house, just with some awesome guests. Because really, you know, you just can't put the party together. I probably would have liked to have done and prepared and this time of the year. I mean, this would have been a great New York City party, 300 podcast. Everybody would have come out. It would have been great. But I'm not upset by it. I don't really care. I really just want the 300. The 300th is like... um, What's a good example? I just wanted to go away. It's like, uh, like Passover. I just wanted to. Oh, uh, come on, let's just get that over with, already. <laughs> it's come. I don't know. I just wanted to come and go. I guess I means I wanted to make a big deal, but it's not a big deal. It's just a regular podcast. But you have to acknowledge. How can you not acknowledge it? So fortunately, I do have good friends that are coming on to acknowledge. The greatness, I mean, the really commitment and time effort of doing 300 podcasts, it's six years in the making. I think over six years. That's a lot of work and time to put in, but like you know, I don't make any money out of it. Well, now we make a couple of bucks, and thank you very much for your Patreon donations and support. And I'm sending out those tote bags. But I obviously, I like doing it i like talking to you guys and i like putting it out i mean you know what if i didn't want to do it how would we have 300 episodes uh i just uh, enjoy the kind of the psychological part of the show the, the 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 getting out like talking things out whether it's just to you or to some of my guests and just talking about nonsense and having a good time and laughing So actually, why don't we um I think what I'm gonna do now is cut to um Dave Curry and Donna Neal. Now, if you don't know who they are, uh as you know, Memo Salazar and I made a movie about the cars, the band, which we talk about all the time in the podcast, called Turbocharge. Anybody listens to the podcast knows about turbocharge. And as you can see from the reviews on Amazon, it's uh it's a it's it's a five star movie. <laughs> it's the exact opposite, but of course, um, it's hilarious uh, to have such bad reviews. But Dave Curry and Donna Neal were the champions when we made this movie ten years ago of getting it, putting on Amazon Prime so you guys could see it. So anybody that wanted to see a train wreck or whatever or have a good time for for an hour could see it and pay $1.99 or whatever we charge for it. And so I can even get some of the money back that I put into it out. And it's all those guys doing. And they had a cars podcast that they were doing and I went on their show and I think I talked about it and I just acted, I don't want to go into it cause it really makes me upset. And I acted like a prima Donna baby jerk off Typical Dave just shit that I've been doing for years and I've been feeling horrible about it, uh, for a long time. So when I knew the 300th was coming up, I called Dave Kerr. I've been in touch with him forever, but Donna, um, ghosted me on social media. And so she should have, wouldn't take my calls for an apology. And I said, do you think she would come on? So we, so I can formally on the 300th podcast, make an apology to people that have been just nothing but nice. So I'm going to bring them out. I decided to bring Memo in too because uh, why, well, he was there when it happened. So uh, I'm going to get to them right after these messages.
5: We're sorry. Your call cannot be completed as dialed.
6: just, just, go. Go. just, just, go. Go. just go.
1: Uh, well hello everybody and uh, you know, I uh, I was very fortunate enough to uh, well it was easy to get Dave Curry but uh, <laughs> it was very fortunate to have Donna Neal uh, join us today as well as of course with Memo uh, these are the three people that were there as it is now called the incident and uh, <laughs> this is the, the 300th Nightfly podcast and when I was thinking of how to do it and how it makes a difference or anything. I, I really just wasn't sure what to do. And I thought, well, you know, a really good one. Oh, look, I was got the night thoughts podcast. Yeah, if you're got watching it right here, video. uh, I really thought a, a smart thing to do would be, uh, a, a kind of an apology tour. <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> take a long time.
1: I was, uh, well, how do you say it? Uh, rude and insensitive. And, uh, you could call it an asshole, Uh prima donna. There's so many words I could use uh, a prima donna Neil, as we call it in the business. Um, no. And uh, the last time uh, I spoke on their podcast night thoughts, Dave and Donna, um, I was a, a complete turd and I can't even believe Donna was kind enough to come back today and let me apologize on video and on the podcast. Uh, legitimately, uh, because of the way i behaved on your podcast which i have felt so bad about for such a long time for multiple reasons number one i did try and call you like a week later and apologize but i understand if you didn't want to accept my call and number two i like i haven't seen your presence online anywhere and i felt like like you just disappeared and i wasn't sure if i was just blocked or if uh i really hurt you that much that uh I caused all that, and that's why I was here in front of your friend and uh, you know my aunt Judy watching to say I am so sorry <laughs> if I caused any of that uh, to be the case.
6: Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Um, I did get your message that you left on the phone, which I appreciated, and um, I did block you across social media. Oh, um, well,
1: that makes more sense then. <laughs>
6: <laughs> um. But I appreciate your apology. Thank you. It was rough, but...
1: Yeah. I really appreciate you coming on today. Especially on video, of course. uh,
6: (laughs) Dave and I joked about uh, me, you know, going like this.
1: Well, I guess I would have deserved that. Um, You should have made like a sock puppet of yourself. I yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I would have enjoyed that, so that's not a way to... Yeah,
6: Uh,
1: but no, the fact of the matter is, and Memo knows this, um, I mean, who? what could be more of a douchebag person than myself that you guys have been nothing, as as our friend Amy Heckerling, who will, will be on next week or, or a week or two, uh, says in the movie Clueless, you guys have been nothing but super-duper nice to me. And uh, nice repayment on my part. Uh, if it wasn't for the both of you, turbocharged would never have seen the light of day. Not that it really should, but, uh, <laughs> but it was all you're doing that, uh, put it on Amazon and even, uh, uh, you know, paid back some of the expenses that I <laughs> put into it. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's a real miracle. And I mean, Dave, what, what, what you've done, I mean, with the, the shirts and all that kind of stuff, it's, uh, it made sense to have a 300 podcast of people that found out about the podcast and then mm-hmm you know, tried to make it better, you know, would, would come on. And, and just, I just want to tell you how much you've meant to me and the podcast, even though I'm this way and I apologize. Hey, hey,
5: by the way, speaking of which I came across uh, a collector's item, a rare collector's item. It is a turbocharged shirt, but if you recall, you had to make a little adjustment on the design and I actually have a shirt with the
1: sensual... Oh. <laughs> with my mouth open. Mouth insert, open. cock and balls. Uh, if right. <laughs> I get your signature
5: on this, I am set for life on eBay. Just saying.
1: <laughs> hey, that's never supposed to see the light of day. That is a custom <laughs> item. Uh, my friend, uh, uh, Elon's wife, uh, first designed it with my mouth completely wide open that is just begging for somebody to draw... <laughs> Uh, a a penis into (laughs) I can't believe you made a shirt of it I guess until I changed it and realized I mean Jesus you know if you live in New York long enough you realize that is not the picture you want anywhere (laughs) it's so easy and I can't believe I didn't notice it at first (laughs) but again none of that would have happened without you guys I mean it's so you're so kind you set up that shirt shop and everything I don't even know how to do any of that stuff and I owe you a tote bag by the way so it's coming (laughs)
4: <laughs> a tote yeah.
1: um, Donna what have you um, been doing I mean it's just so weird like, the whole world fell apart and I feel like I had something to do with that too
6: <laughs> it was probably your fault um, no um, I i don't know I've just been you know I've always homeschool my kids And um, so look I,
1: at you everybody's probably making fun of you for years and now you turn out to be the hero
6: right yeah I'm the one that knows how to do it <laughs> yeah um, so just that just continued as normal. My husband is in the grocery business, so his stress his, level has been per, really high. We had
1: everything prepared for a pandemic. Now, <laughs> <I tell laughs> maybe you had something to do with it. We'll really <laughs> be fine. My husband's in the grocery business. I don't how to homeschool. In fact, I'm surprised you and David are friends since he's a, a teacher and doesn't care for homeschooling. I mean, now he does, but
5: I'm oh, saying.
6: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, he he's goes right on that, that. I'm not big on homeschooling,
5: but. Yeah. I know. You're doing it right. <laughs>
6: The thing about David Curry and I is in spite of our differences, we can still get along and be nice we to each mean. other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you're both very kind people, as of course, as you know, Memo is, and I'm actually lucky that Memo remains friends with me. Um,
6: Dave, we love that movie. You know we love that movie. <laughs> well, that's because so you
1: guys are insane. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that homeschools, oh, no, you can't say that anymore. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no, not. That, that I'm sorry, that's just so funny. We know my sister and I probably talked about like three people that homeschool their kids. And it's not just us. Everybody was like, they homeschool their kids, you know? Right. right. And now really it's like, well, let's talk to Donna. She knows how to homeschool their kids. She'll tell us (laughs) what to do. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, the straight and life has just completely turned upside down. I mean, what are the odds that you you're probably yelling at David? Oh, listen, homeschooling is the way to go. And David of course is a, uh, you know, a teacher at an actual school and he's just like, no, that is not how you do it. And then he's calling you for advice. So what do you think <laughs> should do? I mean, it's amazing, right? Now memo, you don't still have to, you don't have to homeschool your kid, right? She's still, she's going to school or like once a week. or no, no, She's
3: week? been, she's been at home the whole time, but actually she's going to start next week. Cause they, it was like a window of opportunity. They said, you can try, She's going to be going tw- two days a week. Why would
1: they start crazy just crazy. before Christmas break? That doesn't make any sense. Now,
3: it's, the whole thing's been a mess. New York City's been a mess. But um, she's just going stir. I mean, she's been here since March, and she's just like, she's, she's you know, she'll zoom in, and she'll see the kids at Dugo, and she's so jealous because they're, like, doing fun things in the class. Even though they're all distant from each other, they're at least Well, like, they're
1: probably only doing fun things in the class to make the other kids who are at home feel <laughs> jealous
3: on purpose so they get yeah. them in the classrooms. Exactly. how rude
1: <laughs> that is a form <laughs> of torture i believe i think
3: but yeah yeah so no, on Mayor de blasio's talking. head i want to know um if like you know how like there's a lot of uh like discussions people have a lot of discussions about like um say woody allen and like is it okay to like watch his movies now or like um michael jackson you know like people start like oh they they start revisiting them because they find out they're not you know whatever issues they have. Did you guys have similar discussions about turbocharge uh, <laughs> and whether it was okay to still enjoy it after? Uh, I, go
5: ahead,
6: Dave.
3: Not at all.
5: Not at all. I know. I know.
3: I know a little, probably
5: a little tense on the podcast page for a while, uh, but uh, as far as the movie, no. I'm always promoting it. I love the it. The Christmas movie.
1: Yeah, it that's right. true. It is a
3: holiday movie. You're right. It's yeah, in my
1: queue. We yeah, we'd be promoting it more if we didn't see those reviews on Amazon. If I, <laughs> but as long as they don't notice those,
5: Dave, those, <laughs> those those reviews on Amazon, as as cruel as you can feel that they are, they 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 are hilarious.
6: Yeah, they are they come hilarious. From no,
5: people who, who have a stick up their butt and don't understand what comedy is. Yeah, they what comedy and, and, and
1: just trying to do something on your own without having a budget of any kind. Yeah, they do not respect you, that. You ruined the cars. That's, that's
5: basically what they're trying yeah.
1: to Well, right, right. I ruined it. Yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, I don't know whether I told you guys, but I DM'd Paulina Poroskova to see if she wanted to come down to the cellar with me about a month ago. Um Because I figured she wasn't doing anything, and I know she lives in the city, and (laughs) she's age-appropriate, so I thought it would be okay. But she never got back to me.
6: Are you being serious?
1: (laughs) I am completely (laughs) serious. I think I told David that, and I know I told Memo. Yeah, Yeah. I absolutely did that. I had the DM. She—I don't know whether she's seen it, but I tried. She seemed like she was going through a bad time. I thought I'd cheer her up. I'd bring her to the comedy cellar. As it turns out, the comedy cellar was the most (laughs) depressing place on the planet. During the pandemic, I know it's behind me now, but uh, uh, <laughs> they just closed it up, actually, because it, it just wasn't working the way it was because they only had comedy. If you can see behind me up here at the Olive Tree Cafe. So you can only allow about six, six people in and, you know, pe- nobody got paid because it, it wasn't like a real performance. It was just and you're in this like stripper bubble, uh, <laughs> you know, it was really it wasn't great. So you just gotta wait until it opens because it's the best. You can see it down. You see how it right behind me. You can go downstairs and that's where the action actually usually happens. So that street is usually bustling. Did I use that word right?
6: Yeah. yeah. Who are the? It almost looks like the Gestapo is sort of next to the lamppost back there, or like is, it, you see the guys, people in black,
3: uh like kind of just watching.
1: It it looks like they're wearing a motorcycle helmet. So it does look the old World War II. uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) But I promise you, there's no Gestapo down there. It's a free for all. It's horrible. I don't know why. I found out actually I asked, why don't they block off the street so they can expand the dining area? Uh, Why couldn't the mayor just block off the street? It's really easy to get around. And they the cops specifically said it would be a, a party nightmare that we couldn't handle that's the exact reason they don't block it off for cars. It's just, it's a tiny street and it would be perfect, but it would be a block party every night. Yeah. You know, yeah. so apparently they don't care for that during COVID, <laughs> but anyway, guys, I just wanted to uh, apologize. I know David and I have been talking, but Donna, what I, uh, my behavior was uh, well, David's probably used to it cause he's used to dealing with children. So uh, he's like. I was oh, going to
5: say the way you two um, did the apology and then accepted the apology—that's exactly what I teach at school. <laughs> you both did great.
3: Can well, we uh, all do uh, belly breathing now? Is that part of?
1: <laughs> Is that a thing?
3: Yeah. For go a little, little-,
6: little- <laughs> <laughs> It's important lay on the mat.
1: Don, I also want to say how you you look terrific. I know you were worried about that last time, so <laughs> your hair looks really good. <laughs>
6: Thanks. Thanks. I'm in my Um, panorama Ben stage right now. (laughs) Nice. But Um, uh,
1: yeah, guys, anyway, I'm so sorry. And thank you so much for being so uh, wonderful for me and my podcast and for memo and being good friends. And I'm sorry, I didn't return the favor. You you love what you do, Dave.
3: Yep. You're forgiven. All's forgiven. Thank you. Wait, how many? how many more? Shut up, Memo. I want to know the list. <laughs> how many more people on the list you have to go through?
1: <laughs> oh, well, I got about seven <laughs> other things I got to do today. <laughs> wow. I already apologized to Memo on a podcast, so I figured I was good for that. For yeah, you,
3: I don't know if you, you know. ever... He got mad at me, too, and he was like, even me, so I'm not impervious to that. So. I'm it's mad so at funny.
1: Rachel right now. I'm having Rachel on. I'm going to have to talk to her, too.
6: When I was <laughs> thinking been... about... I'm sorry. When I was thinking about if I was going to come on, you know, or not. And I was just going through kind of back and forth in my head. One of the things in your favor was that I had listened to the episode where you two worked out a conflict that you had. had, And I was just like, and I remember talking to you about this on the phone, David, uh, um, David Jessica, when you and I ended up talking on the phone and I wrote the article about you and I had said to you, I was so impressed with how you guys were able to work through your feelings. It was just sort of this big, like, obviously you care about relationships
1: I do. Enough. This has been bothering me a long time that well, I, I heard that. It's weird. Thank it you. doesn't go away. I know I probably look like that kind of person. It's like he doesn't give a shit, but it weighs on me forever. I mean, it's really messed up how much it weighs on me. I think about it at night. I have to close my eyes and just forget it ever happened sometimes, but if I can ever work it out, you know, it's uh, just, it, I'm one of those people. I just feel very guilty and i like Charlie Brown. I want everybody to like me, but I have a funny way of showing it. <laughs>
6: Well, I really appreciate that so yeah that was one of the things I was thinking is I know yeah you're exactly right part of me was just like he doesn't care uh, who am I to him he'd know me for five minutes what you know what no, does he I care?
1: absolutely did care and uh, and then
6: I remembered you talking with memo and working things out well,
1: I, was like, I remember why I, I uh, apologized to memo because I because I listened to the Alan Alda podcast and he had said that this <laughs> classic episode of mash was erased and i was like well if alan alda can forgive i guess i can forgive memo i mean remember that's what it came down to is yeah. that stupid was that podcast. I, well if alan alda can do it <laughs> what's the matter with me anyway guys thank you so much for coming i didn't want to take up your time today especially david i know he's working in memo too Don, i have no idea what you do uh I'm during the pandemic but, uh, but i really do appreciate i know it's three hours earlier there too i really appreciate you guys coming on than well, eight. thanks
6: for having us, and congratulations on 300 episodes. That's pretty great.
1: Right. 300 episodes of a podcast nobody has ever heard of, except for these four people here. Uh- when Dave and I get
6: there, when Dave and I get there, we'll have you back on. Oh, that's I would
1: like that very much, and uh, I, I whatever format you wanted, whatever you ever want, I'm all in now. So if you need a place to okay. stay, stay here. Yeah. Right, memo. That's like a huge thing for me. Right, that is. That's I never let anybody did. stay. Um,
3: yeah, he's never, <laughs> that's it. Whatever you
1: need, I am now forever in your debt. So, oh
3: well, great, thank you, you.
6: David
1: too. Quite frankly, because you've just been such a doll. I mean, as gay as that <laughs> sounds, um, you've been so kind. I mean, so kind. You're such a nice Dave's person. Best, I'm glad huh? that we. I'm glad that we got to
3: meet you. Yeah, we're no, glad I'm, we
6: met you too. Good
3: to see you
1: guys again. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice to see you guys. All right, I'll see everybody later.
6: <laughs> All right, take care. Bye, bye, bye everybody. You,
1: this just in.
6: Allow me to introduce myself.
1: My name is (laughs) Mud.
0: The Mike Fly with Dave Juskow.
1: Well, you know, there's such nice people, Uh, Memo too, so I'm glad I did that. And uh, you got to do what you got to do. You know, and it was an important uh, thing, and those guys are so kind, and they're so... uh, They're they're such good friends of the Nightfly podcast, let alone what they did for Turbocharge, that I I thought it was very important to bring them in on the 300th. They've been nothing but really great friends, and I uh, treat them like a bag of shit. That is what I do. I like to make up with people. I don't know what my problem is. I'm trying to work it out. I'd like to say I'm trying to work it out, but I've been this way since... Well, elementary school, really. So, I guess it's never going to be what it is, and I just have to uh, hope that my friends seem to get it, and hope they'll always forgive me. Um, I would like to uh, talk about for a second. They, uh, you know, they're they're they just announced today when taping this on um, Saturday. They just announced today that they're releasing Wonder Woman eighty four, The Matrix four new version of dune for some reason uh on HBO max so they're and movie theaters i don't know who's going to movie theaters but and they're saying you know this is the end of movie theaters you know what i say good i don't care for movie theaters i never go to the movies now i think i'd like to go to the movies i never have anybody to go to the movie theater with so that's an issue and when i was starting to go lately and finding people to go i was kind of enjoying it but before this virus even started I w- was not enjoying it. And I think I've told you, even when I went to see uh, Star Wars 8 by myself, I was very upset at the situation. Uh, you know, people coughing, people rapping, people eating, people talking, people bringing kids. It was a horrible experience. The last three or four times I went, the last one I saw, the solo Star Wars with Rachel and Pete, there was goddamn mouse in the theater. Uh, Let alone the prices. I mean, I really do enjoy going to the movie theater and getting popcorn and getting, uh, what are they called? Cookie dough balls, cookie balls, cookie dough bites (laughs) and a soda. I think it's fun to have the experience for a long time because I think my dad would never do that. I didn't do that. And I wasn't enjoying the experience of going to the movie theater. But with all the coming attractions that go about 20 minutes long and then, you know, just all the nonsense and then remember that the last one when I saw the Mr. Rogers and they, the food and they, I the waiter service. What? Not necessary. I feel you guys ran yourself out of business anyway, like a taxi cab. The taxi cabs are so rude and smelly and they don't keep their cabs up. And an Uber came in and they all just went away and they're all complaining. Well, you can complain all you want, but you guys stink. And you went out of business because you suck. Just like these movie theaters that have dinner. It's ridiculous. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I don't want to have a steak at a movie theater. I want to have a steak after the movie at a restaurant sitting down where they're supposed to be serving food like that. Movies, I'm not being an old man. Movies are made for snacks, not a full meal. It's ridiculous. Let alone, seriously, all the people that cough and sneeze at a theater before the coronavirus. I didn't want to be in a movie theater anyway. So the fact that movie screens in your house, are huge you know it's just like who cares you know you can have surrounds sound. i mean i don't have that set up in my house but my brother-in-law does my sister does they have it set up so like watching a movie at your home is just like watching in the movie theater and a lot of people have just home movie theaters anyway is it fun watching certain movies with people yes but i have what have i been in two i mean maybe watching a comedy is a lot of fun in a theater um you know when everybody's laughing that's kind of fun maybe uh but i can get over that i mean what's a really great comedy that you really want to see in the theater and then a lot of times you miss some of the lines but um as far as anything else who cares i mean unless you're you know if you're talking about the spectacle and the big screen of it then i guess um i don't really care that much for 3d i didn't care for uh what's the other one that the the You know, the other big one that's annoying, it's too loud. That's where I'm an old man. I can't handle it. So I don't think it's the end of movie theaters, but if they're releasing it this way, I am totally good with that. I mean, I really am. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? I guess we'll find out how that plays out. I've been waiting for The Matrix 4. It better be good. I mean, first of all, I mean, you know, if if, uh, those awesome of Keanu Reeves movies. Uh, what am I? The, the, the guy's name. You know, there's three of them now. I can't think of it now. Uh, those movies are so awesome. It's the guy's name, Jit Carter. No, I don't know. Anyway, I know you're saying, it, uh, uh, and I, I can look it up. I choose not to. Uh, if it wasn't for those movies, there would be no Matrix for it. But Keanu Reeves is so hot again. They made a Matrix Four. It. It's got to be good. They must have known that three sucked. I mean, really sucked. And two is just okay. I don't suppose you, you don't make a fourth not knowing that you've messed up. I mean, these are the fans that will let you know we didn't like your third movie. So I'm really hoping it's going to be great. There's nothing better than that first Matrix movie. And I saw that in the movie theater with Brian Posehn and Sarah Silverman. And you know what? That's exactly who you want to be seeing the matrix movie with Brian Posehn, super nerd. Uh, you know, the uh, Big Bang Theory Brian Posehn. I mean, they they, you know, Brian Posehn. I mean, that's who you want to be seeing a science fiction movie with. It's like it's like it was like going to the movie to see the Matrix with with Sheldon and Leonard. I mean, it really cuz he's in the Big Bang Theory, Brian Posehn. He plays the geologist and he's a nerd at that. I mean, it's exactly who you want to be seeing the Matrix with. How exciting was that? And we saw it at the Chinese Man Theater. So when you're having an exciting time like that, and the one thing I also remember was seeing Star Wars, the original Star Wars, the movie theater, and applauding, everybody applauding when the Death Star blew up. That's a nice moment. But those are few and far between. And then I was thinking, and I know I talked about this in the podcast, that what, it's called The Quiet Place, I think, that movie. That would be the last movie I'd want to see in a movie theater where everybody has to be quiet but you hear just chewing and sounds and stuff I Sarah I don't even think goes to the movies anymore Silverman I'm talking about because she can't stand she's so sensitive to those noises now I think like her she's changed I mean she tries but like she'll turn around if somebody's opening a wrapper like you know like this and uh you know it's really funny and I think now I'm prone to it I think I've you know now she's got me all paranoid about when I hear a wrapper I'm like what are you doing <laughs> but I try and keep it under control. Uh, So speaking of great comedians and legendary comics like Sarah Silverman, who is, whether you like it or not, a legendary comic at this point, which has been around 30 goddamn years. So speaking of legends, uh, I was very lucky enough uh, to, you know, David Tell knows he has a a one-year obligation on this podcast to come on every Hanukkah, (laughs) uh he to, to be on the podcast i gave him a, a pass this year that he only has to come on for about 10 or 15 minutes and i got gilbert godfrey to come on too from him ho- his home in florida and let me tell you getting those two together is a real picnic <laughs> so why don't i bring those two hilarious guys and the three of us are going to have a great conversation right after this 300 everybody Razzle, the night fly with David Justau.
0: Start program right now.
1: Razz, razz, now your freak flags flying. Oh, I'm
2: going, baby. I'm going.
1: Oh, are you gonna be sorry? Hi, Gilbert. Hi! You're you're familiar with David Tell, right? I think we met. <laughs> oh, he's driving an Uber today. I'm using his dial. <laughs> <I'm
0: sorry, right? laughs> What's up, guys? You're on the clock. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys coming on today, my 300th podcast. And the, the worst part is I was at Gilbert's 300th celebration World podcast, and it was one of the best parties I've ever been to. It was also the last party anyone ever went to before the pandemic. And I can't compete with that. So I'm just having you guys on, which is great. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean that as a bad thing. I meant that as a good thing. And yes, that- that my 300th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well it was your birthday your wife's birthday and your 300th podcast right
2: yeah 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 they can never be i don't see anywhere in the next hundred years there'll ever be a party <laughs> with that many people shoved into a room together that's
1: so true right and that, that was the end of february and right after that no one was allowed to party ever again in the history of mankind dave where are you parked um i'm
0: in manhattan and um all I'm going to say is uh, thanks for letting me be a part of it, and I can see oh. you right in front of the cellar. I mean, look at that. That uh, <laughs> seems like it's going to be a great night there.
2: <laughs> is
0: that where you're coming from? It, <laughs> it
2: really looks it, like it's. It's happened. interesting that uh, in front of the club there are just people standing still, I'm not moving. Yes. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. It, and it's I, a new I, it's a new
0: regulation in New York. You have to you have to pose. You have to <laughs> keep quiet.
1: I know. I feel bad. I picture with outside Steve on top of it, but, uh, and Gil, you're in Florida, right?
2: Oh yeah.
1: How is it? Yeah. yeah.
0: How can he not look at that tan? <laughs> 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 He's the only guy who goes to Florida and gets more pale.
1: Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, your, your wife told me the incident with the uh, coffee a couple of weeks ago that, uh, you know, you, you actually walk a mile to go get coffee and
2: uh, well, it's Beagles. free
1: <laughs> it's free right? yeah,
2: yeah, so it, it, they could put arsenic in it, and if it's free i'll I'll walk ten miles
1: <laughs> I know, but that sounds awesome though, like it just sounds like a nice walk. It must be nice down you did, you guys did the right thing by leaving. There's nothing going on, as you can see behind me. This place should have been bustling the word yep, I've been using ten o'clock,
2: all. everything you got to get off the streets,
1: yeah. How is it down there? Is it the same thing? No, everything's open down there in Florida, right?
2: Uh yeah, it seems to be. It's it's is that Dave or is that a Middle Eastern terror? <laughs>
1: well he did say Silver, he
0: was- have you found any work down there? Maybe um I don't know, I guess uh hosting a bingo event, maybe at <laughs> an assisted living facility or
2: yeah, I've been asked to entertain at funerals. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's got to be great for you to get off the road and just spend some real quality time with your family, correct? <laughs> <laughs> Every comic's <a> nightmare.
1: <laughs> they, uh, Gilbert, I was thinking uh, David Dinkins just died, and I remembered that we had—I that was the first time I had met him together. We were at Abe Vagoda's funeral. Wow, that was the last time I saw David Dinkins oh, alive.
2: That's right. Yeah, that's right. I—I I did. I—I I did a set.
1: <laughs> yeah, you did. You did a set. And I got a, a picture with a rabbi laughing in the background. I was telling somebody, I'm like, listen, when I die, don't have Gilbert. I don't want to. <laughs> I want everybody to be crying. <laughs> it was so funny when you see Mayor Dinkins just there after going on after you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and to be the one to say, uh, Mr. Mayor, you'll be following Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs>
1: That's what we've always, that's what you always dream of as a comic, right? I remember Atel, you told me a long time ago you performed for like a senator and you were like uh like a Did long I? time ago and you're like senator. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, I don't know if he was a maybe he was more like a Kentucky colonel, maybe he wasn't a real <laughs> senator, but you know, I was going to say that um you know, here you guys are with two of the most successful Zoom casts. Um, <laughs> do you think do you think things are going to change like uh come uh after the holidays, like, uh, you know, do you think things will get better? Or what are you, what are you thinking?
1: Like in work wise, or you mean like just yeah, no, I don't think so.
0: You don't I think mean, so. Gilbert, well, what do you think? You're always an optimist. What do you think?
2: <laughs> I can't imagine it. it's, it's like, uh, well, f- everything's going to change. First of all, think? people realize they don't need to have an office anymore. That's true. So is that why so- you're in an
0: office right now?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's your house? Yeah. yeah. But they, they uh so office buildings will, uh won't be able to stay open. And restaurants around them, you know, yes. for people coming in, they won't be able to stay open. Wow. So I'm
1: pretty sure Dave and I are the only ones that still go to restaurants.
2: We were trying to support
0: the local uh, businesses, you know, but it's getting harder and harder. You know, it's cold up here now, so eating, like, outdoors is really debatable, you know. Yeah. You should really, you know, dress for it, dress appropriately, and also, um, you know, I'm going to say it, you know, uh, be armed. You know, there's a lot of, like, street activity going on here.
1: What does be Arthur Gilbert- have to do? Oh, be armed. Got it.
0: Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> Gilbert, you remember New York in the 80s and 70s? It kind of has that feel here now.
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's it's getting more like that now. Yeah, it's getting.
0: Uh, I we need it's, we need we need um like a a Beretta or we need <laughs> a, a Kojak. <laughs> we need somebody who can who both connects with the people but can bring some law and
2: order.
1: Yeah, or Delaventura,
2: or, or or at <laughs> least Kojak.
1: Right, Kojak would be great. Banachek. Uh, Bannigan, any of those uh, would be really terrific in the seventies. I think mm-hmm. Ventura was. Uh, who's the guy that Danny Aiello? Wasn't he yes. Della
2: <laughs> Now, now, I I wish to God I could remember the theme to Beretta. Oh, I was just like sang.
1: S- it. I just say. I just sent it to itell. I sang it. Don't go to bed with no price on your head. But I was doing it. Don't as- do it. Don't go to bed with no price on your head. Don't do it. Yeah. Keep your eye on the sparrow. I remember how funny that was. That he's saying, "Keep your eye on the sparrow." Do you think
2: they
6: did yes. that on
1: purpose? <laughs> how rude!
2: <laughs> and Sammy also—I don't know if it was ever released anywhere—but I heard he recorded uh, the lyrics to Hawaii
1: Five-O. Oh yes. Um. Uh, I think. I don't know whether you guys were there, but I think on one of my birthday shows, I had some kid who I never saw again sing the lyrics to Hawaii Five-0, which were done by Sammy. Yeah. And he and dressed Sammy, like Sammy. Yeah,
2: it was like. What are the when, lyrics? When you're in trouble, <laughs> yeah. you're called uh-huh. 5 We'll be there in that double. You call five oh.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I it's it's online. It's available somewhere. But it, it also is funny because I keep thinking of that Twilight Zone movie where wasn't Dan Aykroyd and Albert Brooks singing that song? Like he was trying to tell him what's the theme? He's like, it takes place on an island in the Pacific Ocean. Book'em, Dan! Oh, book'em, <laughs> book Dan! Oh, you don't know? Yeah, <laughs> that's the lyrics I always remember. You guys guys, have a connection that that I can only dream of. (laughs)
0: Whether it's this, um, uh, I guess in today's times now, since we're Zooming, you know, um, as podcasters, do you see what's the next level of it? Would it be VR? (laughs)
1: Everybody's (laughs) got to put on glasses.
0: (laughs) I'm trying to keep it uh, relevant.
1: I know, I appreciate that. (laughs) So yeah. you've done 300 of these? I know. Can you believe it?
0: That's amazing, Dave. What commitment. Well, Gilbert, do you have any advice for a young guy with a Zoom <laughs> show?
1: A young guy who's about five years younger?
2: Yes. Uh, yes. I, I, I've hit that point where I'm like Milton Burl.
1: You look great, though. <laughs> you really do look good. I think Florida's good for you.
0: Yeah. And are, are you even on a camera, or are you just looking into someone's ring door camera? <laughs> Are you delivering
1: a package? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Listen, guys, I I didn't want to take up a a lot of your time. I really appreciate you coming on today. It really meant a lot to me. It's a really big deal, you know, for me. So I just, I wanted to thank you for taking time out of your day to do this for me.
0: Well, I wanted to say, Dave, thanks for letting me be a part of it now. And, uh, you know, through through the years, you have always been uh, a true blue friend and one of the funniest guys I know. And, um, you know, all I'm going to say is uh, I hope you keep this going because uh, this is definitely something that the uh, fans love is to get to see, uh, you know, two old has-beens go at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm well, talking about, uh, you know, uh, it's great that you um, – included me in this 300th of episodes, and uh, I, I wish you at least another 300. Uh, I thank really
1: you. I, you only have a, you have a commitment to do one a year, so this was it.
0: I know. It's kind of like time-sharing. I don't remember signing that contract. Well, it's uh,
1: it's always during the Hanukkah season.
0: It is. Hanukkah is coming up and uh, eight days, you know, so quarantine. Start quarantining. <laughs> um, I'm
1: going to quarantine <laughs> for all the eight days of Hanukkah. And, and I, then I, 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 uh, did, Gilbert
0: what, are, yeah. what projects do you have coming up?
2: Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm on, if, you go to, if you want a video <laughs> shout out for me, go to cameo.com slash Gilbert Gottfried.
0: Gilbert, I could totally, let me just say one thing. You are killing it on Cameo. You are one of the biggest names out there. It's true. And uh, do you have any special holiday messages that you're going to, can you give us a taste?
2: Well, I'd like to say if if it wasn't for the COVID virus, I wouldn't be doing this fucking show. Well, that's, that's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, Gilbert, so, I know you have so to. So uh... that's
2: why I'm against the COVID virus because I had to do shows like this.
0: Now, Gilbert, I, I'm sure you have a busy day where you have to run down to a mall and um, sit quietly. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine how you kill your day down there. What do you do?
2: Uh, it's, uh, I, I'll tell you
1: the, the walk for the coffee, the free coffee, <laughs> that's,
2: that, that's yeah. The walk for the free coffee. You got
1: in is... trouble for taking two bagels the other day. Well, where do
6: you oh, go?
0: Yes. Like a, what do you do? You just go into like a hotel somewhere and, and when they
2: have it, a buffet they, or... they have it in a cart. Uh-huh. Uh, huh. and, uh, yeah, they, uh one time I I I asked for more than one bagel and he yeah. said, you know, according to the rules it's one and then I think someone said, you know, he's <laughs> he's Gilbert <laughs> Gottfried, give him two bagels. <laughs> wow. Do you do you get recognized a lot down there? Oh, I uh, yes, by people who still have their eyesight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think. <figured. laughs> That's great. Uh, meanwhile, just really, uh, Gilbert has this great, uh, Gilbert Gottfried, amazing colossal podcast with the amazing Frank Santa Padre, and I actually listened to the uh, great two-part episode of Malcolm McDowell. Mal- Malcolm McDowell, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I got so into it, I actually watched the entire movie of Caligula. God, oh, it's great.
2: Yes, Malcolm McDowell on the Still podcast uh, talks about watching the film and seeing Helen Mirren's asshole.
6: <laughs> it still a
2: holds up, listen.
1: yeah, two hours, and it's really, really good. One of the most that one and the Bob Costas and the Bob Einstein one I've listened to recently—they're all really entertaining. It's a great thank podcast show. It's my favorite one, besides my own, of course. <laughs> so, but Gilbert, thank you guys. When, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Dave. I was going to just say, Gilbert, That's when are you thinking
0: time. about going back on the road?
2: Oh God, I, does Is that even that it it feels like I was never there it feels like how did I do that like yes. uh, how did I get to an airport get on a plane you know mm-hmm. check my luggage through uh check into a hotel the
1: whole thing and you and Dave both I mean every weekend that was your yes. every we Thursday night I remember
0: running into Gilbert at an airport like in I think it was March he just got off a plane from Wuhan China and um <laughs> He couldn't talk because he had a uh, bag full of bats. He had a.
1: Already- <laughs> <laughs> and on that note,
0: well, well thank, Gilbert.
1: thank you guys so much for uh, being on tonight. I didn't want to take up your time. So I really. Dave,
0: all the best. Thanks again thank for you. letting us be a part of it. Thank you, Gil. Uh,
2: thank you.
4: The Night Fly.
2: What an imbecile! What a nosy maroon! <laughs> Running away won't save you. Don't you
1: believe it? The Nightfly with Dave Juskow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> those guys are so funny together. I can't. It was really nice of Dave to be in his car and take the time. Uh, he's, you know, he hates technology and stuff so the fact that he did it uh was great uh by the way i will be uh sending out the bonus features soon uh if you are on the maggie level of patreon i will be sending out the bonus features they're stupid they are stupid but i tried a little experiment this we all get better at it uh where me gilbert and dave are watching Two love boat opening credits together and laughing and then discussing it for two seconds. I'm going to make it a little bit better, I'm going to make the bonus stuff more better, but it's a start for some sort of other content. So if you are on the Maggie $10 level tier, you will be getting the bonus. <laughs> I don't know whether it's worth $10, I think the bonus content is worth about $9. Um, but this, this should put it over the edge. It's really, it's really as the bonus content. Well, it's a start, you know, and uh, I really, I really made some funny uh, intros. Uh, So I won't um, tell you, I mean, I don't mind telling you, it's not a spoiler alert or anything. That's what we're doing. And we just have their expressions while we're watching. I, I couldn't see it, but then when I looked back, it was really funny. I think you can see the three of us inside and Gilbert's like all smiles because he, he gets it and Dave gets it too. It's not the laugh out loud riot I was looking for, but it's like, I think they were, you know, anyway, you'll see. It'll be fine. And I'll just uh, keep trying to do that somehow so I can, just some sort of extra content, right? I want to give you your money's worth. You know how upset I am about all this anyway. Um, There's a couple things also I want to uh, tell you, but I, I don't want to do it on the 300, So we'll wait till next week. We'll talk about more stuff, Uh, but also, uh, uh, what else did I want to say? I really wasn't, can you believe it? I wasn't really prepared. I was just like, I wasn't writing stuff down as normal. Like, No, it's the three hundred. That's different. It's not, you know, it's got to be, but but who was I kidding? I should have just done it the way I normally did it and then just had to guess. I don't know. I got all confused. It's a very confusing time, obviously, you know, and. It's just, it's just really hard to concentrate. It's very hard to focus. And I know you guys are probably going through the exact same thing. I mean, what's, what's Christmas going to be like this year? I mean, I'm already sad and lonely on Christmas Eve anyway. I wonder if that's going to be a thing. I don't know. I know I'm supposed to go out to, uh, I'm supposed to have potato lacas twice. I know next week we're going to Rhoda's. And it's my sister's anniversary, and we were supposed to do stuff. I'm making meat. I'm making sweet and sour meatballs, so I can contribute. And I got to go over to my mother's house early and peel all the potatoes. So when I get there, Beth doesn't get angry that I don't contribute. So we have the rotato. I'll try. I'll take footage. This time I will take footage, and I will show it on one of these video podcasts. Although that would probably be in February. So, but anyway, whatever the case, and I'll definitely show it on the YouTube show. Yeah, I'll show it on the YouTube show. And you'll see the Rotato in all its glory. So that's something. Boy, that's some special content you're really putting out, Dave. Oh, you're welcome, everybody. Jeez, I can't believe you don't have a sponsor for your show. Uh, And then I think I'm going to go over my friend Alina's. You know, I like to light candles with everybody all year, but it's weird. Like, I like to bring my menorah over people's houses and light candles with them. And then I blow it out and take it home. I mean, I know that's sacrilege, but um, it's just the... uh, Form of doing it and it's fun i have had this menorah i've had for years Geez, i should have gotten it i'm looking at it right now but uh, i don't want to get up that would mean i would have to get up i'm doing my phil Leeds invitation from the Larry sanders show uh oh how about uh wendy liebman last week on the show was so great got uh so we're definitely having her on the podcast for sure uh wendy liebman is so terrific she was so funny she looks great david feldman was great I liked last week's show, if you saw it, uh, the comedy Solo YouTube. Uh, Wendy, Dave Feldman, and Nick Griffin. I thought that was the best show we've done in a long time. I really liked it. There were people that had respect for the show. You know who you are. I'm calling you out. And I really appreciate that they had respect for the show. And, uh, you know, because clearly nobody does. And I get it. But look, I put a lot of time and effort into this, and I like it. And I know you guys appreciate it completely. And that makes me happy. What was the other announcement I had? I don't remember. Um, I didn't take the week off. As you can see, I was thinking about it, but I didn't take the week off. And uh, so I'll probably take off between Christmas and New Year's. Recharge. And I will come out blasting. In January. Yeah. Because I will actually have Amy on. And then really, I mean, once we get her, who else would there? So then Robbie wrist, once we get him, then there's no reason to do any more podcasts. It's over. I've gotten all the guests I need. And we had Larry's Three's company. There's the hat trick. Who else do we need? That's it. Who else have we been talking about? Let me know. I don't remember. I think that was it. There's no one else we want on the show. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Sting? <laughs> well, then I guess you just shoot a little higher after that. But I, for our money, the Nightfly listeners, we've had everybody we need after that, you know. The only best we could get would be Herb Edelman, but he's passed away and have a big John, Little John reunion. Now, that would have been a 300. But he's dead. And, boy, we could have talked to that guy for two hours. Herb Edelman, Stan on the Golden Girls, the uh, origin, the origination, the, what do you call it, the uh, originating the role of the telephone repairman of the prisoner of Second Avenue? I mean, please. Or is that barefoot in the park? I always get them mixed up. They're all horrible. Oh, Neil Simon's awful. Sorry. Although I really like the movie. I like the goodbye girl. And I like, seems like old times, which I was watching the other day. That's still great. But I did notice the scene and I'll play it soon where Neil Simon always has a scene where he has to explain anything. So, so, so what do you say that uh, you, you, you've done 300 episodes and, and Hanukkah is coming up and then you're talking about this and you went to the cellar and then it says, let me just see if I had the street. I'm not, I'm not doing a good depiction of it, but it's always explaining everything that's happened recently And then you have to say it in a sentence. Every Neil Simon play and movie has it. But he did invent that. So that's saying something. If you invented something and it's yours, it's different. Anyway, what the hell are we talking about? Well, you know what? It wouldn't be a 300th podcast if we didn't get off on a tangent of absolute and utter nonsense. Am I right, folks? I think I am. So I guess that's it. 300, in the can, as they call it. I have no idea whether this is worthy of a 300th show. I know my guests are spectacular, and they're wonderful, and I thank them all. But most of all, I have to sit here and say thank you, my podcast faithful, my podcast faithful listeners who have really been with me through so much shit. We've done 300. I mean, you've seen me at my joyfulness, my happiness, when things go well, like being on crashing, and when things go bad, like my cat dying or a friend dying or losing my job and being suicidal. I mean, you guys have run the gamut with me as we take this little journey together, (laughs) and I really appreciate it a lot. And thank you so much for your Patreon support and your support over the years, even when things are bad. Like when my cat died, you guys reached out and said, I'm so sorry. I know how that is. And that's wonderful. And the same thing happened after I was talking about my friend Trish. And I cannot tell you how much it means to me when you uh, DM with stuff like that or when you really like something. It's really special. And I really appreciate over these six years and 300 goddamn episodes. And I promise to just keep the good stuff coming the best I can. The best that Dave Juskow in his limited capacity and limited brain capacity can bring (laughs) I guess, okay, that's the other one. We got to get Donald Fagan. That's it. That's the new one. Donald Fagan is the only person that makes the most sense. And then we'll finish the podcast <laughs> You know I don't want to finish But well, we have to keep saying Donald Fagan Who I took the album cover And the name of the show The Nightfly on And it'd be funny If we get in touch with him He's like You can't use that name um, Or that'd be uh, Well that's hilarious too But uh, yeah I'm going to try and get him on He's my next white whale As you say uh, But anyway folks Again Thank you so much This has been the best time I've had a great day I'm really enjoying I'm happy today 300 podcasts. let's finish out this stupid 2020 and get it together i hope everybody has such a great week it's the holiday season even though it's an odd holiday season but i hope everybody is happy and safe and well and i hope you have a great rest of 2020 as shitty as it has been but you always have the podcast to rely on the night fly everybody i am dave Juskow, and i wish you the happiest of holidays We'll see you next time on 301. Good night, everybody.